You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good. It's been a day full of football, doing a lot of my QB country duties, which means watching lots and lots and lots and lots of quarterback tape, which is fun, but my eyes are bleeding. Um, yeah, but, I mean, this is this is your dream job. Oh, it is. It is. It is. I mean, watching tape and, and uh, ranking kids and making comments to their coaches about, hey, I like this guy, I like this guy. And, and really, uh, the way I look at it, I know it's – the coaches in the schools move faster than this in terms of flipping the calendar, but but you know us normal folks, the normies as I call us, we you know twenty the uh, twenty one class is over yesterday and now it's all twenty two. So today for me, in terms of uh, all of my football jobs, <laughs> uh, including this one, is like let's flip to the class of twenty twenty two. I mean twenty one may not technically be over because still a handful of guys out there, but but headstrong into. Uh, 2022, which is a bunch of new names and new kids. Doesn't this go back to what we talked about the other day about not stopping and smelling the roses? Yeah. Doesn't it? I mean, we ain't got time for that. We ain't got time for that. Way to ruin society, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah um, I've done that. I certainly do my share of that. Well, let's talk first. We will get back into our signing day superlatives mm-hmm. part two, which uh, the full signing day superlatives are back on. Um, Back on Crimson Country Club, if you are a member of that site and you want to go read them, Jimmy and I do this every year. That's about the only blog we do that's left. <laughs> um, but we do it every year, and it is fun. So you can go check it out, but we will uh, break it down more in a minute. I think, though, we do need to uh, go into the Alabama-LSU game last night. Uh, you know, great, great win once again. Um, total team effort. That's that's one thing that's so impressive about this bunch is – they sort of win as a team, lose as a team. I mean, every night, you don't know who's going to necessarily step up. I think last night, uh, Alex Reese played very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Shackelford was the leading scorer, but I didn't think he had his best night. There were at least, I mean, two wide open threes he didn't make that I, that he would normally make. He had some great moments, don't get me wrong. Um, but even Herb Jones, though he showed some quick hands from time to time, he missed a couple of bunnies, which he does. But uh, he also had some really dumb fouls. Uh, got his fourth foul very early there in the second half. Um, but Keon Ellis uh, looks good. He's really coming into his own. And then Juwan Gary, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, Jimmy, this guy is, is beginning him. to be a thing. I love him. Uh, I mean, I, I love him because he plays so hard. And uh, let's, let's give a big shout-out to Alex Reese. I, I, I don't know what it particularly is with some fans and – but in the offseason, let's not forget, I mean, our fans and message board world and social media world are, are really tough on Alex. I mean, really tough. And, uh, and, and, and a lot of it was accurate, but most of it was unfair. And fast forward to his senior year, this kid is tough. He is tough. He's sort of our enforcer now. And, man, he's a good player. Is he the most gifted kid in the world? No. But he busts his ass out there. Is anyone out there complaining that kid doesn't play hard? 
I mean, he gets after it. So, and he'll knock down shots. I'm telling you, as crazy as this is, I'm sure he's got way too low of a percentage for me to make this claim. But if we got a three to win or lose the game, uh, I'm not so sure I wouldn't go with Alex because I think the kid's tough. It's not that he's the best three-point shooter on the team. He's not. But he's tough. He'll he'll take the shot. He'll be he'll be mentally tough enough to put the ball up. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and um, now with Alabama is trending the other way with Charles uh, Bediaco, I think is how you say it, uh, five-star center. It looks like he's not trending towards Alabama anymore. If that's the case, you kind of wonder if Alabama won't be like, "Hey, Alex, you want to you want to run it back, baby?" I mean, because Alex Reese didn't go in pro. I mean, I I don't mean yeah, that as not, a shot. Yeah, he's not playing in the NBA. I'm I'm sure he can play professionally someplace, but but not in the NBA. He's not an NBA player. And I don't mean yeah. it as an insult. I ain't an NBA player either. Yeah, it just I'm not even good enough to watch an NBA game from the seats. <laughs> but Ellis, this is you know who Keon Ellis reminds me of. He reminds me of an old Wimp Sanderson dude. You know, uh, I love it. Love it. Not not Latrell Sprewell specifically, but yeah. when Latrell Sprewell first got to Alabama, he looked like Melvin Cheatham, who looked like David Benoit. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. uh, Robert Ory was a little taller than all of them, but he looked like them. He was built like them, uh, athletic as hell. Athletic as hell. Didn't do Runner, anything. Runners and jumpers. Didn't do anything like super. He wasn't like he's not a a Mac Daddy shooter. I don't even know yeah. if people still say Mac Daddy. But he's a good he's a good enough shooter, and he's 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 not a great ball handler, but he handles it pretty doggone well. And he's not, you know, he's not a world class lock you down defender, but he's a pretty good defender. I mean, he's just all around. Like if you had like uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, you remember you used to have like charisma and dexterity and strength, and he would be eights all the way across the board. And if you get a dude who's eights across about five or six characteristics. That's usually better than having one dude who's a 10 in one of them and fives in the other because he's going to cost you somewhere. Keon Ellis isn't going to cost us points. That's right. I mean, I, I, I love Keon Ellis, and I love uh, the, 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 the comps you just made. That's, uh, he's long. He's athletic. He, uh, he's just a great athlete. He busts his ass. He plays hard. Uh, I just like the toughness he brings. To me, he's kind of like a role player, but you compare, you mentioned Sprewell, just like Keon, Sprewell was a Juco. And his first year, his junior year, Sprewell looked, I think, sort of like Keon Ellis looks now. Yeah. And and then his senior year, you're like, who the hell is this? Sprewell woke up his senior year and like, hello, I'm an NBA first round pick. And I'm I'm not predicting that for Keon, but... You can see it from here. If that dude could knock down shots like Latrell woke up doing his senior year, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love Keon. I'm, I'm really glad he's on the team. And uh, I, I don't know whether he's going to be a starter next year or a star. I just know this, major contributor, because that's what he is. Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of our superlatives, but we're not going anywhere right now because I'm going to tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the place to go to place your wager online. Big, big game coming up this weekend, Jimmy. Huge game. Everybody's talking about Bama and Missouri. Can't wait. Oh, oh, and a Super Bowl. So, But you can bet on both of these things at betonline.ag. You can bet on everything at betonline.ag. 
Go there, sign up, get that 50% welcome bonus by using the promo code locked on. You put in 100 bucks, you get 150 to play with. You put in 200, you get 300 to play with. Uh, you know, on down the line, y'all can do math or you have an Apple computer that can. So go to betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on, get that 50% welcome bonus, and then get to winning all that cash because it's going to be a good, fun weekend. Hopefully, Alabama pulls home the victory uh, from uh, Como. And then in the Super Bowl, I'm going to pull for Tom Brady and the Bucks, But I really don't care because I don't have uh, a dog in the hunt. But betonline.ag, you can have a dog in the hunt. At betonline.ag, promo code locked on. Jimmy, let's go back to our superlatives here for a minute. Um, first of all, big props and shout out to my main man, Bama Mad 70. That's his username in the Crimson Country Club uh, website. He actually said, the line of the blog is, this class is loaded with more badasses than a proctologist waiting room. <laughs> and I told you I wanted somebody to acknowledge that good line, and he did, and I thank you for it, sir. Um, it was right, a solid we, line. It was a badass line. Let's already do a cut. We've already done a few of them, and if you didn't get to hear them, then you can go back and listen to the pod from yesterday. But let's go with sleeper of the class. My sleeper of the class was Devonte Smith. No, not that one. The new one. Again, picking a diamond in the rough in this class is tougher than frozen adamantium, $1 to Wolverine. This class has fewer sleepers than an insomniac convention. Smith is a certified four-star now too, but I think people will still shortchange him for his name only. I mean, there's no way he can be the Slim Reaper part two, so he'll be overlooked. That said, I bet he's a solid contributor throughout his career. I like to call, uh, I, I, I agree that of, of the, in the star-studded class, uh, you'd have to put Devontae near the bottom, uh, just in terms of, you know, where kids are ranked and offers and everything else. It's kind of crazy. It shows how great the class is that a kid like Devontae is a sleeper, decommitting from Ohio State and committing to Alabama. But, yeah, I think that's a good call. I went with Anquan Barnes. And this is, I wasn't crazy about Barnes. When we took Barnes, uh, uh, honestly, I mean, y'all could probably tell reading between the lines when I talked about it, you know, months ago when Barnes committed that I was like, eh, not, what are we, I'm not sure. And, and I wasn't knocked out. But I did note that, well, in the good category, this was a long kid. And, and defensive tackles, that's a rare, that's a rare trait and it's a useful trait. And you'll notice a lot of NFL interior tackles are long. Um, even Aaron Donald, it sounds crazy to call Aaron Donald long because he's 6'1", but if you see his arms, Aaron Donald doesn't have normal arms of a 6'1 person. Um, but Anquan Barnes is long. He even has longer legs. And uh, so anyway, he plays his senior year, and all of a sudden he's pretty good. And uh, then what really sold me, Luke, was high school all-star practice week. Uh, it, during the Alabama high school all-star practices, when he's finally on the field playing against nothing but his peers, in other words, other kids that are going off to play college football, he was a standout. He was one of the best players on the field per every coach that was there. So uh, I, I like Barnes. I don't think Barnes is going to be an impact player at all. I think he's, of all the freshmen, he might be most likely to redshirt you know, among all of them, but uh, redshirting, putting with the strength coaches for a year or two, I think Barnes is going to be a really solid contributor at Alabama and will prove my initial 
evaluation dead ass wrong. Um, I think that uh, that could be. I like him more than I did. I'm like you. Uh, he reminds me a little bit of Walter Bob from this year, who we <laughs> took commitment from very early, sort of like Anquan Barnes. But uh, Barnes kind of came on late. I think he even got a fourth star on one of the services. But, um, you know, we'll just see. Look, this was a loaded defensive line class uh, for us. So if he can break through with this bunch, then, you know, God God, have mercy on everybody else's soul. I mean, <laughs> that's all I can tell you. Um, all right, Jimmy, in an effort to get out of here a little bit early today, because we're both a little short on time, I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody about Built Bar, builtbar.com. Dude, I'm jonesing for a Built Bar right now. I'm so hungry. Uh, this uh, no-carb diet gets you really hungry. I, I legitimately had like 10 grilled chicken fingers and a salad with light dressing for lunch. And I'm still really hungry. And I, but I did, I ran out of built bars yesterday. That's my problem. I ate all three of them. So I need to get my, my built bars back in here so that uh, I can be full. Cause I don't, I don't feel hungry when I eat a built bar and built bar is the way to go. It's good for a keto diet covered in chocolate, but it's, it's so good. I'm telling you guys, it's so good. They got 18 different flavors. Um, they had like salted caramel that I had the other day. I mean, I was like, damn, this is good. Almost as good as carrot cake, not carrot cake, but it's almost as good as carrot cake. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off that order. The good folks at built bar want to take care of you. So go check them out. Builtbar.com. B U I L T B A R.com. All right, Jimmy, uh, we'll do, let's just do two more categories. We'll make them a little quick. We have one category where I say I'm more bullish than you. And then one where I say I'm more bearish than you. So I'm more bullish than you on Robbie. Is it Oots? Is Oots? Oots. 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 Okay. Oots. Very similar to like what the judge said in my cousin Vinny. <laughs> Robbie Oots. Now, this is what I said about him. I said, now this guy may not look it. Because he's white, let's all go ahead and get that out of the way. He is, I mean, I'm sorry. Controversial. That's, I know. I'm not, well, it's not controversial. He is legitimately white, but I'm saying that people automatically deduct athletic points from you sometimes. Whether that's fair or not, I don't know. But I said, this guy may not look it, but he's an athletic wonderkin. Seeing someone that big jump the way he does is rather bizarre. Plus, he looks like he enjoys blocking defensive ends the way Twitter enjoys blocking Trump. Also, we t- <laughs> we need tight ends so bad that Saban may t- may go to LinkedIn for him. I, I screwed that lineup, but that's but that's that's true. Um, my point is, he looks like a Nick Saban tight end before we discovered OJ Howard. Not because he's white, but because he's a he looks like a dude who enjoys blocking maybe more than catching footballs. And, you know, when you got a dude like Jaleel Billingsley, who's a great blocker, by the way, it's just Jaleel Billingsley. We want to see him with the ball in his hand, not blocking for a dude with the ball in his hand. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens to this kid because he is very athletic. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think you know, when Nick first got here, you know, Nick's idea of, of signing a tight end was Big Mike Williams or Colin Peake or Hale Hinches. I mean, that's kind of what Saban wanted. And then then we stumble across O.J. Howard, and the game changes a little bit. Now all of a sudden our tight end is Jaleel Billingsley. And uh, 
there you have it. I mean, I mean that, that's why I think our fans don't get excited about, quote, an old school tight end. But the fact of the matter is, you know, we're the premier running program in the country. It, I, that sounds weird to say, but what running, what team in the United States features a running back more than Alabama? Even though we run a spread, an up-tempo, a high-tempo spread, we run that, but we still feature the running back. And one of the reasons that we have so much success is we get the edge blocked with our tight ends. So I think Robbie's very valuable that way, despite the fact fans get more excited about the O.J. Howards and the Jaleel Billingsleys. Uh, I think I picked uh, Jalen Milrow here. And while you I did. specifically noted that uh, – not that you aren't high on Milrow. I think you are actually high on Milrow. Uh, I, I am – I would be one of the few inclined to rank Milrow like in the top five or six in the whole class. I mean, I, I, I think Milrow is better than where he's ranked nationally, and he's ranked nationally like in the 60s or 70s, which is really high for a quarterback. Um, I love Milrow. I think he's going to be a multi-year starter at Alabama. I think he can be a pro football player. I think it's going to be just like our experience with Jalen Hurts with the solid with the exception of this, which will only help him. Jalen Hurts had to start what amounted to the first quarter of his first game. He came in in the first quarter of his first game and then was our starting quarterback until he was beaten out by the best pure passer we've ever seen at Alabama. Um, Milrow won't have to learn to be a passer in front of all of our eyes. He'll, he'll have the luxury of sitting behind Bryce and learning how to be a passer in practice with excellent coaching from Bill O'Brien. And the fans won't see him much as a freshman and go, oh, the kid can't throw it. <laughs> when all he's really doing is just learning how to pass the football at this level. So I, I love Milrow, and, and I think we're unlikely to see him until as a starter until his sophomore junior, which is great. I think we would all have a very different opinion of Jalen Hurts if we didn't see him until the sophomore junior year, you know, because yeah. he, he just got better every 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 year of throwing the ball. And I, I think Milrow will too, but we probably won't have to see him throw the ball much as a freshman. But I, I love Milrow. I think he's going to develop, there's the word, he's going to develop into a really good college football player. Um that's good selection by you there, Jimmy. Um I picked – where did I pick? Where is it? Okay, this more is for I'm more bearish than you on, yeah. and I picked Kendrick Blackshire. Now, yeah. hold on. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Blackshire's film, just YouTube the latest King Kong versus Godzilla trailer because Blackshire would beat both their asses with one bicep tied behind his back. That said, this beast is so beefcake, I'm not sure there's a true position for it. The man is so swollen he has to wear a full-body ace bandage. If he actually is able to cover a tight end, though, God help us all. And that's the truth. He is the most impressive player I've ever seen come out of high school. If you just look at him from about eight feet away and he doesn't have a shirt on. I've never seen a human being look like that, much less a dude who is probably only 17. Yeah, I'm getting on fans that just don't watch as much high school football as I do. Watch as much prospects here. And and I watch so much, I'm a big nerd. That doesn't mean I'm better than anybody. It means I'm worse than everybody. I'm just a big nerd. This is what I like to do. But this is just the point about linebackers. 
linebacking prospects, and, and Blackshire is an excellent, excellent example of this. Look, these great linebacking prospects, they're either going to be big inside thumpers like Blackshire, like Shane Lee, like Jalen Moody, like Reuben Foster, like Rolando McLean. They're inside thumpers. They're big physical guys that like to trade paint, and they're really good at getting in the box and knocking heads and being physical badasses. But your first question about all of them is, is hey, I know you're, gr I know you're great at this, but at this level, they throw the ball two-thirds of the time. So two-thirds of the time, you have to either cover someone in pass coverage or rush the passer. And how effective can he be? That, that, that's the question. It's the question for all those thumpers. Meanwhile, maybe instead of a thumper, maybe you find a Des Moines Kennedy or a Christian Harris or a C.J. Mosley that I would call wiry linebackers. They're wiry. And they can run like gazelles, and they're really good in coverage. But then the question with them is, uh, you're playing at the line of scrimmage. There's nothing up there but big dudes. You're going to get your ass run over because you don't have enough ass to be playing up there with all those big dudes. So the question about those guys is, how tough is he? Can he really play in the front seven in the SEC? And I think what I'm getting to is that so many people don't watch a lot of football. I wish Here's you would point. get to. I'm finally at the point, which is a lot of people that don't watch high school football say, well, this is easily solved. Just get big, thick kids that can run and cover. Well, please, when you locate this unicorn, please alert the Alabama football building, the Mount Moore building. They'll take your call if you're aware of inside thumpers who can run with slot receivers. There's... Some years and some crops, there's not even one, much less enough to go around. It's just so hard to find those guys. So you have to take guys like Blackshire, who you know is going to struggle in that end of it, but he's so good at the other stuff, you just got to take him, right? Well, you do have to take him because here's the, here's the one thing that might happen. If you're a tight end and if you're a pass catching tight end and you're about to go out, you know that there's a um, short curl route that you're going to run and you hear Blackshire from across the way go, I got the tight end. You probably shit yourself and render yourself useless for the play. <laughs> he is a big dude, man. He is. He's the scariest looking dude I've ever seen in my life, Jimmy. Yeah, but you uh, but you throw the ball on uh, you throw the ball on two thirds of all plays, and uh, how much is he going to be able to help us on two thirds of all plays when you throw the football? Well, that's my point. Okay, so to get you out of here, you need to go to your guy. Oh, uh, and who who uh, you you almost have to you, remind you picked me. A, a Jai Hall. Yeah, and the reason I did is just simply this: I like a Jai Hall, but we signed four receivers. He's the guy I would rank fourth, and while I like him. And if he'd assign with 10 or 11 teams in the SEC, he would be the number one receiver. But he's like the fourth guy at Alabama. So my thing is, are, are three years from now, are we still going to be talking about this kid? Not that he's not good, but he, he could get lost in the shuffle with JoJo Earl, with Christian Leary, with Ja'Cory Brooks. He could get lost in the shuffle. That's my only point about me being a little bearish on a Jai Hall, who does have a cool name. Is, that a, is it a cool name when – it took us months to figure out how to say how to, how to say it properly because we want to give proper respect to the dude. But uh, a jai, man, that's that's yeah, a new one on a, me. 
I'm going to tell you, you could have said, I, I would have liked it better if they'd said his name is a Jai. Now you figure out how to spell it. <laughs> I would have gone through a lot of, a lot of spellings before. Hey, I got this is how them. good Alabama recruited at wide receiver people. This is how good they were. When we, a Jai Hall was the first receiver to commit of the group. I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic. Now we get to the end of recruiting. We've signed all four, and I'm like, ah, the other three are better. <laughs> Who's this bum? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, all right, buddy. That'll do all it for this episode. Uh, y'all go check out their superlatives. I don't know if I will talk about more of them on Monday because we'll have the Missouri game and the Super Bowl and other shit like that. But, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. And maybe JTT or Brian Thomas Jr. will have committed or signed somewhere by then, but I doubt it. Maybe by then we'll have gotten Tom Brady to agree to walk on. <laughs> All right, buddy. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.